Welcome to the Women Governance Gurus podcast, where we listen to the journeys of women working in the field of corporate governance, their passions, struggles, and commitment to improving how companies and boards function. My name is Liz Dunchy, and today I am very excited to be interviewing my co-host, Courtney Camlin. We're both passionate about governance and want to spotlight some of the amazing women who share that passion. Hear what motivated us to start this podcast and Courtney's path to becoming VP, Associate General Counsel, and Corporate Secretary at a company that will separate from Fortive to become a publicly traded company. Courtney, I am so happy to get to interview you finally, so welcome to your own podcast. <laughs> Thanks. You mean our podcast, yes. and it's, it's great to be interviewed by Good. you, actually, because I know a number of people have in the past, so this is fun. Awesome. So tell us about your path to becoming VP, Associate General Counsel, and Corporate Secretary, and congratulations, by the way, on that newish position. Thank you. Yeah, so I've had a really um, interesting, diverse path. I started out of law school at the Securities and Exchange Commission in the Division of Corporation Finance, reviewing public company filings. And I was there at the start of Sarbanes-Oxley, so I got, you know, on-the-ground training for a lot of it, um, developed some amazing relationships, a lot of which I still keep up with today, and had some wonderful mentors. And as Jeanette mentioned on her podcast, having a mentor and being a mentor are just so important. And um, that is what I found when I started at the Securities and Exchange Commission. I left there because my goal had always been to go in-house. And I went to a couple large law firms to get some additional experience and then went to my first in-house company and really enjoyed having the corporation and the people as clients and jumped around a little bit, but increased my roles and responsibilities over the years um, and have been in multiple different industries and worked with multiple different types of boards, you know, some global companies, some smaller, more U.S.-centric companies. But throughout all of it, it has really been governance as the backbone, which is my passion. Did you always know that you wanted to practice in this area? When I went to law school, and I really enjoyed not the litigation side of it, but the negotiation, mm -hmm. the the deal-making side of it, I took a couple courses and had some really fabulous instructors and started learning more about the Securities and Exchange Commission and public companies. And so I developed a real interest in corporate governance and securities law. And that's sort of how it started and continued. Nice. Well, you really have the trifecta of being at the SEC and being in private practice and then being in-house. So that's awesome experience. Yeah, definitely a lot of different viewpoints. What made you want to start this podcast, which I should say was your brainchild? Well, I wouldn't. You know, you have been hugely instrumental in this. And actually, part of it was the inspiration I got from the corporatecouncil.net with all of the varying content. I constantly like to learn. I never settle and I do a ton of travel and podcasts to me are just a really informative and easy way to get information. I agree. Yeah. And so I was always interested in, you know, one of my favorite ones is how I built this with Guy Raz, sort of trying to understand how things came to be. And then there's also another one that was really a motivator for me, which is Great Women in Compliance with Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine. 
And I thought, gosh, it would be great if we had one for all of the women governance gurus. And I looked around and I couldn't find one. And that's when I thought, well, this would be the perfect podcast for us to do. Yeah. And it's been really fun. I'm so glad you reached out to me to co-host. No, thank you. And you definitely have much more tech experience than I do. So (laughs) on the podcasting side, that must be a low bar because I don't feel like I have that much. (laughs) So has there been anything that has surprised you as you've progressed in your career? Um, Constantly. Mostly good, sometimes bad. I remember when I was at the Securities and Exchange Commission and I was looking to go to a law firm and I was told by one of my mentors not to go work with um, this particular person. I didn't listen. Yeah. Um, I I left and did. And honestly, it was hard at times, but because I was where I was um, and did sort of take the risk, I got to experience all kinds of different things from internal investigations to a lot of M&A to a number of IPOs. So I think I got a much broader experience than I would have otherwise. Yeah, that's valuable. Yeah. And honestly, just the number of people along the way that have been willing to help and mentor and through networking just have been incredibly helpful. Good. You mentioned uh, your background a little bit and how you had gone to a few different companies. And those public companies have been in a variety of industries, the telecom, media, healthcare, and transportation technologies and distribution space. So from your experience, do those companies have different governance issues or areas of focus at the board level? I think the baseline areas are the same. You know, all boards are focusing on corporate governance board composition, diversity, and the company's operation. But there are different metrics that the board does focus on due to the various industries. When I join a new company, I've always found the public filings to be an incredibly informative piece of information and a great background to try and understand more of the board's focus. Mm -hmm. Throughout the years in doing governance engagement, one of the things that has come across several times is, you know, we may not agree, but if you explain why you're doing something the way you're doing it or why you're so passionate about doing certain things in the governance perspective from the board level, then they can understand better because you only get a very limited view from the outside in these filings. Right. That's a good point. It seems like a lot of that's kind of moving into website disclosure too. Have you found that? Absolutely. I always loved seeing GE's proxy and what they would do on their website because they progressed the most, I think, over Mm -hmm. the years. Although now I'm seeing more and more companies doing interactive, doing more online presence. Um, I'm finding in-house that the companies themselves internally are doing much more for the employees in terms of explaining things, doing videos, trying to gives them more of a feel of of where they're working. Very cool. That's encouraging to hear. Yeah. You also participate in a number of industry organizations to promote leadership. Can you tell us more about those and what additional perspectives you've gained from these experiences? Absolutely. I joined the Society for Corporate Governance about a decade ago, and it has been an amazing 
group of people and I go to the conferences and the content constantly changes and varies based on what is the focus for governance at the time. And through that, I've been on committees. I'm chairing the membership committee. I'm on the national board there as well. Um, so I'm starting to do more and more board service personally, which is interesting coming from helping the board mm -hmm. on the other side. But I think a lot of it is partially networking, which you get from really being active in these leadership organizations. But you're also able to learn and be part of the cutting edge of the way things are moving. For example, governance has always been a hot topic, but in the last, I would say, four to five years, the ENS the environmental and social has moved more to the forefront. So conferences now are doing more ESG, talking about corporate social responsibility reports. Um, and I think being part of these organizations like the Society for Corporate Governance is really helpful to get in at the ground level and understand the nuances. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I'm also a member of the society and I'm a chapter officer. I'm not on the national board, but the society and then I used to be involved in the ABA and I know going to those meetings, I always walked away feeling like I had gotten kind of the inside scoop from the people who were really out there at the forefront and I could bring that back to my clients. Absolutely. And the Association for Corporate Counsel yes. in Raleigh-Durham is incredibly active, which is amazing. And they have great luncheon seminars, and it's just a really good way to network and learn. And I think networking is one of the best things you can do. Yes, I agree. It goes back to your point about people being helpful and sharing their experience too, because then if you've networked with them, you can call them up and ask them a question. Absolutely. And a lot of governance is sort of gray mm -hmm. and there's no necessarily right or wrong, but when you're trying to figure out sort of what's best practice, what's the norm, it's helpful to have people to bounce that off yeah. of. All right, Courtney, I'm going to ask you the seminal question that we've asked others on our podcast. What do you think women in the corporate governance field can add to the current conversation on the societal role of companies? I think it's continuing to be inquisitive challenging the way things are done if it doesn't make sense because just because something's been done a certain way doesn't mean it has to continue to be done that way. And also paying attention to the trends. I think a lot of boards now are getting way more active, especially the chairmen or women. And it's sort of a knowing your client, knowing your customer, but being able to be responsive to know the problem-tunities, like Lisa Best said, mm -hmm. and being flexible. I also think women are incredibly prone to be able to multitask, which is really helpful in the corporate governance arena. Yes, uh, I agree with all of those points. Well said. Thank you. Thank you, Courtney. This has been really fun to hear more from you. And thanks to all of our listeners for joining us for this episode of Women Governance Gurus. Please subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts and don't forget to rate us. Thanks.